Good evening. My name is Sue. I'm a grateful recovering compulsive overeater. Abstinence certainly by a power greater than me, not by the power of Sue. I came into this program through another 12-step program, and originally back in the late 1990s. Um, the history before that doesn't matter that much because we all have history. Um, I did dieting. I did weight loss programs. Um, I ate because it made me feel good. It relieved all the depression, all the loneliness, all the feelings of not being good enough, all the feelings that I was worth nothing, um, and um, it made me feel better. And me and my food, and a good book, that was all I needed. I grew up isolated and alone in a family of eight people. So that's pretty much my childhood. I made few friends, um, and um, when I got to high school, it was a little bit better until I was 16. Um, when I was during the summer, when I was 16, I made my first suicide attempt, which wasn't a very big suicide attempt because I never, I didn't tell anybody until September when I went back to school. And a couple of months later, my best friend told me she couldn't be my friend anymore because I depressed her. So I learned that telling the truth about how you feel makes you lose friends. When I graduated high school, I went to nursing school and got involved with or exposed to a whole lot of other things because I had 12 years of good Catholic education. And then nursing school was a New York City public school. Um, and I found there's a lot of other things to be addicted to. Um, but the one thing I knew for sure was that I needed to get married. And so eventually I found a man who said that he loved me. And I thought I loved him. So we got married. We had two kids. We had a house in the suburbs. And everything was great. Or at least it should have been. And I had my food. And... Everything wasn't. My insides were empty. Um, and um, I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. But I kept doing what I was doing. I kept going to work. I kept taking care of the kids. I went back to school. I participated in the kids' activities. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. There had to be something wrong with me. And I always went back to the food. Um, finally, the feelings got to be too much. And I tried another suicide attempt. And this one was more serious. And I wound up in a, well, I wound up, my therapist called me. And he told me he was going to dial 911 from the other line. And I wound up in the emergency room at the local hospital. And then I wound up on the psych wards. Um, for the next six months, I was in another psych ward. And um, 
The head nurse noted that I had been drinking every time I came in, so she suggested I go to the beverage program. My psychiatrist got on board with that because he didn't know what to do with me. And so for the next seven years, I went to the beverage program, not feeling like I fit in there either. But from the beverage program, I heard about Overeaters Anonymous. And there, I felt like I fit in. From my first meeting, I knew that I was home because people there said things about food and talked about feelings that I had talked about, that I had felt. And, um, and I was home. And I stuck around the room. I got a sponsor. I gave away my food every day. I, spoke, I started to speak at meetings once I got enough abstinence. And within a year, I lost 100 pounds. And I thought of how wonderful it was what I had accomplished. I spoke some more. I went to more meetings. Um, and then, was, you know, I just went to a meeting every day, and it was wonderful. I felt great. I looked good. Everything was terrific. But then I started to think about how much work I was doing. And I was getting tired of all the work. So I stopped giving away my food at night. I eventually went to less meetings. And I eventually, you know, didn't call my sponsor. I didn't do any of the things I was doing. And eventually I was totally out of the room. Um, eventually, didn't, didn't happen at first, but eventually I started to eat some of the foods I wasn't eating on my, when I was abstinent. And eventually I gained back a couple of pounds and then a couple of pounds more. And before I knew it, I had gained back the 100 pounds I had lost plus. 60 pounds above that. So in 2010, I weighed 340 pounds. I now couldn't walk around the block without having severe chest pain, or shortness of breath, and back pain. And everybody kept telling me, I should have the gastric bypass surgery done. Do you need the gastric bypass? You're in trouble, you need the gastric bypass. And I kept telling them, no, I didn't want the gastric bypass surgery. And I wound up almost being suicidal again, back in a psychiatric day program, having now lost my job. And um, the only place I could go was back to OA. So I was full of shame. I went to a meeting where I knew people. And um, they accepted me with open arms, because that's what we do here. Um, they welcomed me back, they were glad to see me, and they loved me so I could love myself. I found a new sponsor. Um, she's still my sponsor today after all these years. And um, she particularly, she used to tell me she loved me, and I said, don't say that. I don't know what that means. And she loved me so I could love myself. It took me four years to get abstinent. I've been abstinent since January of 2014. I'm down 90 pounds of the 160 pounds I need to lose, but I have learned to work this program one day at a time, one meal at a time, and this time I've done all 12 steps. So instead of thinking about the great I am and what I have done, I've learned that I haven't done anything, that I can't do anything by myself, that I really need a power greater than myself to restore me to sanity, 
because all that time that I was bringing back all my weight and going down back into the pits of depression, I was seeing my psychiatrist. I was seeing my therapist. What I missed was that power greater than me. And you can call it anything you want. It's just some power outside yourself that can help you. Um, you can use my power if you want. doesn't matter. Um, but anyhow, so this time I found the power greater than myself, and I did some searching to find it. And I lost 90 pounds, and I kept it off, which is the biggest accomplishment. Because when I reached that 100 pounds, I was there for like 10 minutes. And then, you know, it came back on. So this time, I'm keeping the weight off. And I'll get to that 100-pound mark, and I'll go more because I'm losing weight once again. But I practice this program one day at a time. And today I have a life beyond my wildest dreams. And when I say beyond my wildest dreams, I don't mean I have all the money in the world. I don't mean I don't have situations and difficulties. But today I know that I have a power greater than myself who will help me get through them and that I don't have to eat over them. Um, but what I wanted to talk a little bit about today, tonight was service. Because you see, what I found out also is that I need to do service in order to stay abstinent. I needed to do service, well, actually I got abstinent the first time because of service. Because I wanted to do a service position, but you needed a year of abstinence to do the position. That was a requirement. And so I really hunkered down got on my food plan, and I reached that year of abstinence so I could do that service position. But this is an all-volunteer organization. There are very few people who get paid for doing service in this organization. And what I'm finding, and it's, this is just my personal stuff, this is nobody else's, but it seems to me that pe less and less people are doing service. For this organization to exist, people have to step up and be service. You want the meeting to exist, you have to have a moderator. You want people to speak, you have to have speaker-getters. You want things to happen, somebody has to do it. And the old story comes up of, if not me, then who? And I know it's hard. Um, I came from a position where I didn't think I could do anything. And I took baby, I took baby steps. Um, at this meeting, I've been around this meeting a long time. Um, people have, in the past, at, at group conference meetings, have said that we don't let people who, are, who have not done service, we don't give them a chance to do service. And then we say, well, well, anybody who hasn't done service, step up now. And we wait. And people don't step up. You have to press star one, and you have to say, I'm willing to try. If you make a mistake, it's okay. I've made plenty of mistakes. But try. And you might find you do okay. 
and you might find that improves your self-esteem. That's what I found. I found that doing service improves my self-esteem. Hey, I can do this. I can do this. Because one of the things I found when I came into program is that I had no self-esteem. And by doing service and succeeding at doing service, that's all my self-esteem back. The point I can now say to you that I speak, I do service above the group level, and I've been asked. And there were service positions above that on the regional level. I haven't done that yet, but that's yet. I might do that one of these days. You never know. There are positions waiting for people to fill them. Positions where you don't have to be abstinent to do them, but you may find it's easier to get abstinent if you're doing service positions because you meet other people from programs while also practicing a program. You make connections with people. And this is a people. We need people. I need people. I didn't know that before I came in. I thought I could do this all by myself. If you think that, you know, maybe you're right. But my experience and the experience of people that I've met along the way is that you can't do it by yourself. I can't do it by myself. I need people. And this program needs abstinent people because abstinent people think clearer. It does, they do. So think about it. Think about we need a speaker better coordinator. It sounds hard. sounds complicated. I can't do that. Well, you could do that. You could at least give it a try. Somebody can do it. Uh, my mother told me the story when I was a kid of stone soup. Reminder, five to, minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Where everybody was supposed to come in and throw in a potato or a vegetable or something into the soup, soup and one person got the idea of throwing in a stone. Well, eventually, everybody got the idea of throwing in a stone, and then they had nothing but stone soup. Um, if you want the meeting to continue, you need to step up and do service. This meeting gets 60 or 70 people a night. The same people do service. Let's show a revolution. Let's have some people who don't do service start stepping up to do service for the meeting can continue. I need a way to continue. I know that. That's part of the reason I do service. What do you need? What do you need for your recovery? Maybe that's the topic for today. What do you need for your recovery today? My name is Sue. I'm a 100-pounder and a compulsive overeater and relapse provider. My phone number is 516-721-0816. Again, that's 516-721-0816. You can call or text me anytime. Say you're from OA. If I don't pick up the phone, 
um, I'll call you back as soon as I can.